The Last Will and Testament of the Deceased, Thomas Wayne. In the event of my death, I hereby declare that all my worldly possessions pass to my son, Bruce Wayne. Bruce, I ask that you honor the Wayne family legacy and commit yourself to the improvement of Gotham City, its institutions, and its citizens. Please, be strong. You are young, but destined for great things. Make the most of your opportunities. Use them to give back to a city that has given us so much. To change the lives of millions of people. Do not be frivolous with this wealth. Please do not waste it all on fast cars and outrageous clothes and the pursuit of a destructive lifestyle. Invest in Gotham. Treat its people like family. Watch over them and use this money to safeguard them from forces beyond their control. My deepest regret is I will not see you grow into the good man I know you will become. And finally, my son, I ask that you never abandon this city to fate. Hey everybody, it's yet another Bad Fans Without Pants, without underwear either. We need to make that clear because there's a distinction between pants and underwear, so... This is Bad Fans Without Pants and Underwear now, because you, you remember when we changed our name? We said we would change it every year, so now we're the Bad Fans Without Pants and Underwear. I don't know if I want to go that far. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, Maybe without socks. <laughs> okay, without socks. All right. <laughs> so let me try that again. Hey, everybody. This is the Bad Fans Without Pants and Socks podcast. This is episode number 50... Something? <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> 50 whatever. 52. I see it right there. You here. Go. All right. Part of the new DC so this episode... <laughs> Oh, yeah, we are. So so this is our rebooted universe, so we can't have a name change, right? There you go. It fits perfectly with the new name. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll get rebooted whenever whatever new number DC comes up with in the future. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I think they're going to stick with 52 for everything now. It's like part of their uh, stick now. Everything's 52, whatever number. Especially if you're watching Arrow, pretty much any number they reference, like the Channel 52 News or the 52nd District or something like that. <laughs> There's a siren. Oh, darn it. I thought I was trying to drag it out. <laughs> Couldn't do a podcast without a siren, so. All right, it's gone. So, incorporating this 52 number, I think we should uh, we should be the Bat Fans Without Pants and Socks podcast with a 52-inch waist. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there it is. All right, all right. So, we got a new name. That's our new name from now on. So, uh, Alex, Jake. Oh, sorry, Alexander, Jacob. <laughs> you now refer to us as the Bat Fans Without Pants and Socks with a 52-inch waist. All right, so that's our new name. 
Yeah, because we'll probably um, forget on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should just put it on the show notes, Tim, so that we um, so that we remember it. All right. Got it. So I'm just saying, uh, episode 52 show notes. I'll put the whole name on there. <laughs> that way, we'll just... yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, besides our new name, that that's uh, going to be our new brand name for this year. Uh, we also have our Dark Knight Red. Multiple tracks now. <laughs> I think somebody should go back and piece together each minute. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> give that to Dustin and that can be our commentary. That would be a so fun like project. five years from now, yeah. So like five years from now, when we're finally at the last minute or so, because I don't think we need to do the credits. Do we need to do the credits? Nah, nah. Those commentaries yeah. don't anyway. Real ones. Yeah. So, so when we're done, when we're at that last minute of actual screen time, somebody, you Rob, you should do this. <laughs> I have faith in you. <laughs> I, I've actually thought about doing that thought. I want to piece together once we've got like maybe almost 30 minutes together let's do like a 30 minute little you know montage and like watch it and uh, <laughs> with all the pieces there together <laughs> we'll see how smoothly it flows <laughs> our voices are in different pitches on certain recordings someone's sick and they have a, they're all stumped up <laughs> then the next minute they're all sounding clear <laughs> So, man, we got a lot of business taken care of in the first uh, few minutes of the podcast. New name change. We got a new project to do for the commentary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway, it's enough about podcasting. Let's uh, let's let's just do this. So, we're going from minute seven to minute eight. This is uh, the seventh time we we've, we've done this, right, Tim? Makes sense if we're on minute seven. Uh, So, just get your little digital download or your Blu-ray or your DVD or your laser disc or your VHS or your data tape, is that what it's called? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's a a new medium that we haven't mentioned that just disappeared. Um, Oh, just get any of those mediums that you have the Darknet Rises on. And uh, just cue it up to minute seven. And uh, I'm going to give the countdown. So are you guys ready? Ready. All set. And, you know, I, I was also thinking that, you, you know, how the Batman universe says to grab your popcorn and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I think we should say you should grab your one piece of popcorn because – or, no, no, sorry, two pieces of popcorn <laughs> because you can have one for the first 30 seconds and you can have another one for the last 30 seconds. So – Grab your two pieces of popcorn, but don't splurge on it. Don't put them both in your mouth at one time. Save them. Savor it. All right? So, uh, three, two, one, hit play. We're finally out of the plane sequence. See, we're making progress already. (laughs) Oh, look, it's Harvey Dent. I have to say, when I first saw it in the theater, this is the moment where it goes, okay, the movie's really beginning now, because we saw the prologue before, and so I was like, this is the first 
time we're seeing brand new footage of the movie. Like, okay, let's let's get started. <laughs> like, let's oh, see what we're in for. There was Catwoman. Well, Selena. <laughs> Her back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, when I when I saw this in the theater, I was trying to look through everybody in the crowd. Like, is there somebody we're supposed to be looking for? <laughs> yeah. I had forgotten that Foley was in No Man's Land. Really? Through, through, I had a, drew a blank there. I, I just realized that now, too. Or I read No Man's Land a while ago, so I just didn't remember him. But, oh, yeah, thanks for the info, Rob. Because <laughs> I did not notice that many times I saw it. And there we are. Yes. That's for minutes. And um, I learned something on this minute. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought he was just a character made up for the movie. Yeah. Uh, I, the whole time I was watching the movie, I was thinking, Foley, Foley. So I had gone home and, you know, went through, like, the Bat Wikipedia and saw, you know, character reference in No Man's Land. I'm like, holy crap. Go back through, and sure enough, there he is. See that? Cops was, like, at war with Gordon, where like, they kind of split up in their factions of the police department. Yeah. Okay, yep. so that was him. Huh. Yep. Now I feel like a dumb bat fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that wraps up our uh, Dark Knight Rises minute by minute commentary because we're the only we're the only bat fans that are such bat fans that we go and dissect a Batman movie minute by minute. Uh, there's no other Batman podcast out there that, that's that committed to uh, Batman. So uh, just stay tuned for the next episode for Minute 8, and hopefully we'll see Bruce. I doubt it. I think it's just more Catwoman. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I, yeah. We kind of sort of saw Bruce there in shadow briefly, but we didn't see his face. Yeah, I think that's still a few episodes down the line. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Uh, um, Normally, I would uh, hand it over to Tim to talk about our future topic, but come on, the biggest news in the last two weeks has got to be Arkham Knight, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was such big news so, on the show notes, I didn't realize that he wrote it on there, and it says in black letters, Batman, Arkham Knight announcement. I just can't read. <laughs> You're just so excited, Rob, that it blinded you. <laughs> it did. You just wanted everything to say Arkham Knight, and when it was just one thing, you just couldn't see it. Right. Yeah, so finally we're getting an open world Gotham City with a Batmobile, a drivable Batmobile, which is the first time we're going to be able to drive it. And um, I literally can't wait for this thing to come out. I'm not getting the PC version. I learned my lesson. Um, Hopefully Rocksteady is a little better on the bug thing. But uh, I'm not going to take that chance. So, uh, Rob, let's go with Rob, because Rob is uh, Gorilla Rob. So, um, <laughs> Rob, what was your first reaction when you um, when you first heard the news? Because, you, I mean, I was excited. Open world Gotham. You're going to be Batman. You're going to have this Batmobile. You're going to kill people, I mean, I kill people, but <laughs> beat people up, and, uh, you know, just cool stuff like that. I hope it's not limited and stuff. I hope it's not, you know, an open world, but there's literally nothing to do after you beat the story, the main storyline and some of the DLC. 
which is what happened to me with Arkham City. So I'm just hoping that you know, there's it's it's a living, breathing city. It's not just there because Batman's there. You know. Uh, so Rob, what did you think? Uh, for one, I was I was really shocked uh, by it at first that. Uh, in a month, we're getting the DLC for uh, Arkham Origins, and then uh, the Tuesday prior, that was the announcement for the Arkham Origins, and then a week later, exactly a week later, was the announcement for Arkham Knight, and I'm like, wow, two Batman announcements on back-to-back exactly uh, a week later. And uh, I half wonder if it wasn't pushed up because somebody had taken – a GameStop employee had to start taking images of the signage uh, for it, so that was getting leaked like crazy with the fire logo. But um, I was not expecting there. I thought, you know, Origins would run its course, we would get past the DLC, and maybe towards the end of the year we would get the announcement. Not like, hey, in about six months we're going to have a new <laughs> Batman game. Uh, people have been talking about it for a while, but I thought there's no way Rocksteady is going to uh, do something uh, that fast, and I. I'm still taken aback by it that I, I, I'm still playing Arkham Origins, so I, I'm i amazed that, you know, I'm going to have two Batman games probably, I would assume, somewhat active. Uh, who am I kidding? I'm not going to put in Origins <laughs> once, once, this new, <laughs> once this new game comes out. Uh, but uh, uh, shocked uh, just, just by the announcement that it's out, and I kept telling myself, well, I don't have any reason to get a PS4 just yet and once i saw the trailer i was like damn it now i have to get a ps4 i was the same way like i was waiting for that one game because i had games that i knew that were coming that i'd probably get a ps4 or an xbox one it's either gonna be the star wars battlefront final fantasy 15 or kingdom hearts 3 those are the three games that whichever one comes out first i'll be getting the new systems but now with arkham knight i think that's going to be Probably the earliest I'll get, or the latest definitely when I'll get the PS4 and Xbox One, because yeah, it looks like it's going to be a must-buy <laughs> on day one. I don't know about you guys, but I, I, my wife laughed at me. I pre-ordered it for a system I don't have, <laughs> but I, I pre-ordered it uh, through GameStop, and I don't know if you guys have seen the poster that they're giving away uh, for GameStop. It's a collage of, I don't know how many Batman comics oh, are really? all spread are all spread out through it, and then uh, there is Batman. Looks like he's gliding with the uh, number seventy-five etched into it. So the image of Batman is, if if you can picture it, the comics are lighter except for where like the silhouette of Batman would be. So then you could see those comics making the silhouette of Batman. Yeah, that's really cool. I have to check to see if I can find that online. <laughs> yeah, I'll. Uh, I've got uh, pictures of it that I can. I'll put up on the uh, Facebook page if people want to. Check that out. I'll, I can send it to you guys. But that was the whole main reason of I wanted to pre-order to get the uh, poster. It's not like one of the you know giant like what you'd see in a Walmart, like the 36 by 24. It's a little bit smaller scale, but it's still really cool. Yeah, I, mean, I had no idea about it. Now, if it looks as cool as it's sounding, I might have to pre-order it too without having the system. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those, you put five bucks down on it, they hand you a poster, so I could very easily go in there and say, eh, I'm not going to get the game, but you you can keep the poster. Yeah. So, so it'd be like getting DLC content and then not doing anything with it, so. Exactly. 
and this one you get, I think when you pre-order, you get like to play as Harley Quinn, which those, uh, I guess, special deals for pre-ordering, I mean, last time it was for Deathstroke, those are never enticements for me to purchase it, because it's usually just the challenge maps, and it's nothing, if it's like story-driven, yeah, but it's usually just like you get to play a different uh, character in the challenge maps, and there's not too much to it, so I don't know how Harley Quinn wasn't any different, but that wasn't something like, oh, i got to pre-order it now, but that poster, <laughs> that's getting me more excited. Yeah, the the poster is really cool, and it's it's from the whole seventy five years. Like right in the center of it, I'm looking at it. I can see Nightwing uh, issue number one from the New Fifty Two and Batgirl, and then I can see uh, Detective Comics twenty seven, um, some Neil Adams covers. Uh, you name it, they're they're all in there. And it's not just Batman and Detective Comics. I can see Red Hood and the Outlaws, uh, Red Robin. Um, you know, from all from the whole seventy five years of Batman. So it's really pretty cool. But as far as the actual game announcement for me, I think I had the opposite reaction for you, Rob, where I wasn't shocked with it because I I, I knew Rocksteady was had the new game coming eventually. Yeah. I kind of had a feeling it was going to be this year because since um, Warner Bros. Montreal did Arkham Origins, that gave Rocksteady like another year of development time for this. So it, I, this reminded me Warner Brothers is doing what uh, Activision is doing with Call of Duty where they have a game out every year, but they're just different studios developing it. I think that wants to be their plan for the Arkham game. So when this got announced, I wasn't shocked that a new Batman game was coming this year. But when I saw the trailer and the content of what the game's going to be about, that's where I got really excited. I mean, well, not that trailer. Not so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so much shocked, but I'm shocked. It's it's on. It's literally on the heels. Not even the heels. It's on the shoulders of Arkham Origins uh, DLC. So we get the Cold Cold Heart uh, announcement, and then a week later we get. This game, uh, which, you know, some people are like, oh, crap, I forgot that the, you know, Arkham Origins DLC is coming out because this, I mean, the trailer is just phenomenal. Um, I did uh, an episode of the Rogue Show on my YouTube channel where uh, uh, Anthony, uh, the one you were on uh, with me talking about uh, Arkham Origins, we did a little show. And we were talking, I don't know if you've read the Game Informer uh, announcement, some of the articles where they're saying yeah. – that the reason this isn't on the current gen systems is that the graphics alone for the Batmobile would fill up the PS3 and the Xbox 360. So those hard drives, all you would be able to do is just load up the Batmobile and do nothing with it, that the graphic detail is is that dense. And that makes me go, if there's that much detail on the Batmobile, I can only imagine what this open world yeah. is is going to be like. I know, it's going to be crazy. So I'm the only one that has a PlayStation 4, then. Apparently, yes. <laughs> that's cool. I didn't oh. that one. Well, then you suck. <laughs> yeah, I, I used my Christmas bonus on it. <laughs> like, right when it, uh, when did it come out? Like, uh, was it September no, or uh, November, no, right? November, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. You're able to so I bought one, and I haven't, <laughs> you guys are going to, like, kill me, but uh, I'm not really a gamer, so I haven't really play, played anything on it. I was going to say, well, tell me you opened it at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the box, is, it's it's out on my TV, it's just, okay. I haven't... <laughs> Do you watch movies with it or anything like that? I mean, like, are, are no. you using it? No, not really. I'm using my PS3, but... And that's like, the reason how, how do you, it, I mean... Yeah, is there any, I mean, is there a way to get your save files from your PS3 to your PS4? No, because no. you can't play any games 
PS3. No. Oh, it's not backwards oh, compatible, gee. which sucks. There, That's like uh, the only downside of the new systems. Or there, for me, anyway. There's, yeah, there's a rumor going around that they're trying to do uh, kind of what Nintendo did uh, with some of their games, that they'll have a way that uh, they're talking about proof of purchase. If you enter the UPC code in the back of the game or or something, that they'll have a library of, okay, maybe it'll be like an iTunes thing. Okay, it'll be ninety nine to like repurchase the game that you already have or have some type of library. That would be cool. Yeah, but the, yeah, but the thing is, is like the controller is completely different for the uh, PlayStation Four. I mean, you still got like the square and the circle and the X and the triangle, but it's like there's like uh, how do I describe this? I know there's a touch screen uh, on it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, do, does that interfere? I mean, is, is that the reason why they? Um, they did that? I, no, I don't think it's controller issues where it just how no. the system was built. I think it's just a, a language thing. Yeah, that something like that. It's, it, I, somebody equated it. It's like beta and VHS. It's just it, it's not going to work. It's two different uh, oh. things. So so I can't play my PS3 games on my PS4 then? It'll come up as disc error. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I bought it. I mean, well, it, it was... <laughs> Yeah, I guess I do. I, you know. That was the only reason I you know, it came out. My wife's like, oh, I bet you want to get this. And I'm like, there's there's not a game. I, I would be buying it just because it's a new system. And I, I got my PS3 when Arkham City came out. So if that tells you how long I've had my PS3. So I, I still feel like my PS3 is still new. I, I don't have a lot of miles on it. So I'm like, so I was borderline going, maybe I'll get this on PC, you know. I'm actually a little surprised that they're not releasing it on all the other platforms, too, because it's usually, I know once the game comes out, it'll be close to a year that the new systems have been out, but it's usually like over a year or two years where you still see games released on the old generation systems. And I think just knowing how popular the Arkham titles are and that they want to sell as much as they can, they would do ones for this uh, the old generation, but it looks like they're not, which is kind of surprising. But even if they were, I'd still want to get it on the new system because yeah. it's just not going to be the same. And I think that was probably half of their um, marketing strategy to begin with, that they were building this exclusively for the new system. To, I, I mean, uh, I'll end up purchase, purchasing the PS4 because of this game. Yeah. You know, if, this, if this game wasn't out, it'd be, eh, I'll get it, you know, somewhere down the line. Yep, exactly. I think that's uh, props to Rocksteady for doing that, too, where maybe they, the studio wanted to do that, but then they were saying, hey, this is – the vision we have for the game and any dumbed down version of it won't be good. And we don't want to have a bad quality Batman game out there. So let's just keep it on the next gen systems, which if that was the case, like kudos to them for sticking with their vision and not having any dumbed down version. Can you imagine a, not a dumbed down version, let's say just an, an Arkham origins version of this game. You have the Arkham origins ish version of this game. And then the PS4 version. I think if you'd look and see, what the PS4 is doing, and then what the PS3 or the 360 or whatever system you have, you'd be looking at it going, well, crap, I want this other one. Exactly, yeah. And those games are never good, the ones that are from the old generation of consoles, but they're on the new ones. The old ones are never good. They're just usually developed by another studio, not by the main one. It's just like, hurry up and get it out so we can get it, get it on the shelves. Yeah. Never, it's like, the care is not put into those old ones. So, yeah, it's probably for the best. 
But you were talking about the uh, Harley Quinn uh, DLC. Uh, if you remember, like, when Origins was coming out, they're like, you can play as, you know, Destro. Yeah. And that was, like, for a few months, like, oh, you better pre-order. Well, then, when you buy the game, every single version of, you know, the game has Deathstroke in it. That's, <laughs> really? that's, that's automatically a part of the game. So it's the it's the best buy exclusive, like, oh, you get a Tim Drake skin, or you go over to Amazon, oh, you get a vanity pack. So I think all the exclusives, the closer we get to the date, you're going to start seeing that, oh, best buy is going to – like Walmart right now, they're, they're the first one is uh, the Batmobile skin, which is a like the prototype where it's the silver. And that makes me go, if they have a Batmobile skin, could we see the – 89, oh, Batmobile, <laughs> the Tumblr, the Batman and Robin so Batmobile. Had to ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, as much as that movie, I'm going to go off a little tangent, gets a, a bad rap, that is still my favorite Batmobile. I think that wow. is the... <laughs> wow, you just blew me away there. <laughs> It's going to be hard to talk to you now on this podcast. <laughs> reminds me a lot of the old, uh, you know, Detective Comics 27 Batmobile. It had that big, huge face on it. It was such a long car. I just, it's a one-seater, so I don't know. You can hate me all you want, but that's my favorite car. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever makes you happy, Rob. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take much, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but let's talk about the... Batmobile for this game. What do you guys think that was one? Was? For me personally, of course, it's not going to be my favorite that, that surpasses the 89 Batmobile, but I think it's a nice blend between the 89 Batmobile and the Tumblr. Yeah. So I, I think it looks pretty cool, and I can't wait to <laughs> see it in action and drive it in the game. It's going to be really sweet. Well, it's almost like it's like several cars into one Batmobile. You know, it looks like a sports car. You know, it has that sleek look of a sports car, and then it it, it kind of looks like the tumbler, you know, in the front. And uh, it has that elongated look like the 89 Batmobile yeah. did. So, like, I don't know. I, I think it's as perfect as they could get it w- without ripping off, you know, wholeheartedly, you know, yeah. like the tumbler or the 89 Batmobile or even like a Lamborghini or something. And, and it looks practical too. It doesn't look like the Tumblr where it's like, how do you parallel park that thing? <laughs> you know, whatever. you know, it's it, it looks practical. It looks like Batman would use it. And um, yeah, I love it. it. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And it also looks like it's the next evolution of the Arkham City Arkham Asylum Batmobile. It has some of those characteristics in it too. Like this was his next step of like, okay, I like this car. I want to improve on it. So uh, somebody did like a side-by-side uh, comparison of the, the Arkham Batmobiles, what limited that we saw in the two games. Um, and even in origins where it was like being built that uh, some of the chassis parts and uh, even just the front ends look like this is kind of like it's bigger, meaner brother. And the coolest thing I like about it, it's four wheels up front and in between the two front wheels, there's a row of lights that run in between the wheels. I think that is so cool looking. And just from a gameplay perspective, too, some of the stuff I've read on it, it sounds like it's going to be really cool where it's not going to be, not at all, Icom Origins, you had to take out those satellite towers that the Riddler had control. Those would be your bad plane access points. 
Mm-hmm. This one, you can just call the Batmobile wherever you're at. It doesn't matter. It's not like you park it somewhere and you have to walk or glide over there. You just call it with a remote or something, and it comes straight to you. So it's going to be nice and convenient to drive around in. I just hope control-wise it's a good uh, car simulation game where it's going to be nice and tight and not really hard to control. But yeah. I'm kind of wondering if it's going to be kind of like how L.A. Noir was, that game where you just – Rode around oh, in your God, car. Jim, don't bring up that game. <laughs> I know. We had to talk about that on a few episodes ago. <laughs> that, that that game was one of the biggest letdowns of, of my gaming career. <laughs> I remember reading about it, and it was like, oh, man, this looks so good. You know, you're going to play detective, and, you know, cop, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then it came out. And it was, uh... <laughs> what the form but the ending left a lot to be desired, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, we just well, bought you, it. You, you, even a lot of the cases, too, because, I mean, it kind of felt repetitious. It's like, didn't I just do this case? Like, the previous case and the one before that? Like, it felt like the same thing over and over again. You know, it's like, you get the case, you find the evidence, you find the guy, you run after him, you either kill him or capture him, and then question him. And then, you know, case wrapped and you get a promotion. <laughs> That's the whole game, except for the end. Well, I'm just hoping from the driving perspective where, you know, you drive around in the game, just all of a sudden there's a chase that happens and you just go on into the police chase and you take, try to take the criminal down either by like, shooting the tires out or ramming them or stuff, different ways to stop the pursuit. So I'm just hoping there's, like, random stuff that goes on while you're driving the Batmobile. Like, you see, like, a bunch of crooks in a car and they're shooting out, you have to take them down. Stuff like that, where it's not specific missions that you only get to drive the Batmobile on. I hope there's just randomness that goes on, which I think it will because Arkham's titles are known for that. So I think they'll probably incorporate that into the driving stuff, too. I just hope the driving is good. I think they said... uh in like Arkham City, people were asking about it. They said nothing's more frustrating in a video game where you have to drive that it's almost impossible in some games to drive a car straight. Yeah. They said that would be the least, that'd be the most ineffective way to make you feel like Batman. That Batman would not be smashing into other cars. He'd be very precision. They said until we can, you know, have a game that does that, we're not going to introduce a Batmobile because that would take you out of the experience and make you throw down the controller that, that that would infuriate me to like oh great i get to drive the batmobile and now we got the batmobile and i'm hitting every single thing and i can't chase you know that's like playing some of the lego games like lego batman 2 or even uh the marvel lego game where you have to chase somebody and drive through all the little circles and we're constantly running into stuff it's just like oh, forget it i don't even want to do that so i like you said i hope it's nice and tight and the steering's not all jacked up and uh, but I would think that if there's Riddler trophies involved, they're going to be a pain in the butt of the car. <laughs> I kind of hope, too, that it's not controlled like how the Warthog and the Halo games are, where it's the two joysticks. Oh. It's probably going to make me sound like a gamer who sucks, but <laughs> I hate driving that thing. Every time I play co-op, I'm like, I'm the gunner. I'm not driving the Warthog. We're all going to die <laughs> if I drive it. Yeah, another crappy vehicle in a game is that uh, first um, ground vehicle that you get in Mass Effect. Yeah, oh, the backup. Yeah. <laughs> they wisely did away with that in the next two games. <laughs> oh, thank God. There's somebody listening. Yeah. <laughs> so, what if Arkham Knight comes out? <laughs> there we go. There we are. <laughs> and it's uh, Superman 64. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you 
bought a PS4 for it. <laughs> you bought the game. You bought some DLC for it. And so, like, in total, you spent, like, $400 or something near that. What's your reaction? That's just 300 more than I spent for uh, Superman 64. <laughs> <laughs> you know, th- th- there's that little fear there. This is a brand new system. Um, you know, I, we haven't seen any gameplay footage. Um, you know, back in the day, you know, watching a developer or a tester do Superman 64? Yeah, it sure looked good till I got that crappy controller in my hand and went like, this guy can't fly through a circle. <laughs> yeah, that that would really take me off. Yeah, I, I'm going on record to say there is 0.00 chance that this game will yeah. be like Superman 64. <laughs> There's no way. Maybe not as good as the other two games, but that's different, but no way it's going to be buggy. And you have the the only way to drive the Batmobile is to drive through circles, like you said, Rob. <laughs> never say never. <laughs> no, I'm saying that's all I'll never. say. <laughs> Six months from now, we're going to be talking. So, what'd you think about the Batmobile? I hated it. <laughs> it's like flying in Superman '64. <laughs> and, and Dane's not going to be saying a word. He's just going to be whistling, as if to say, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> did, did I not warn you back in episode 50, whatever it was, 52? <laughs> all right. So, yeah, that's Arkham Knight. No, wait, We're before, all excited for it. Before oh, we move on, go ahead. I just got to talk about that awesome trailer where, of course, visually it looked awesome, but I just loved how they incorporated um, – Thomas Wayne's monologue versus reading his will, and it's like leaving his inheritance to Bruce. I thought that was edited together perfectly. It just yeah, yeah. And how come, like in every video game trailer, there has to be like a, a slow, like uh, a slow motion action scene? <laughs> it's like the studio who does these CG trailers. That's like their calling card. <laughs> like they did that on the Nice of the Old Republic trailers too. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, what did you think of some of the characters that we saw uh, in there? Uh, like the penguin looks, I wouldn't say radically different, but I did a double take and I thought, is that the penguin or is that the dude from The Sopranos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of like you were saying, I didn't notice anything too drastic with the characters. Of course, Harley has a different look, but she yeah. looks like Harley. But I'm kind of happy that at least for a good portion of the game, that Scarecrow is going to be the main threat. It's going to be something where, like, in the Arkham Origins, it was supposed to be Black Mass, and then Arkham City was supposed to be Hugo Strange, but they never ended up being the main threat. But at least for a little while, it looks like Scarecrow's going to be the one like running the show as far as uh, the criminal since the Joker is dead. I just like that aspect, too, where kind of all the supervillains are joining forces in a way now that Joker's gone, or some are trying to gain more territory and take over as like the biggest uh, crime villain in Gotham. Uh, you mentioned something I do want to talk about before we get off the, the topic, and I brought this up on the show that I did. I am still a firm believer this whole entire series for three games now, Origins, Asylum, and City, the Joker has been uh, the one that has been behind. <laughs> I was ev- just about to say that. <laughs> everything. So I'm calling it a total BS for them leading us down the black mask path like it's going to be black mask and then you know surprise da 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 it's the joker for for rocksteady and and 
probably wisely so going, nope, the Joker's gone. You know, he's not here. I think they have to say that to have the red herring moment where like, surprise, he's not dead. So I'm calling it now. It's To me, this would feel like a broken series uh, if the Joker is not in it. Even if Mark Hamill comes back and records just the last little bit. Of, he could have recorded this dialogue when Arkham City was filmed. I'm like, okay, you know, he's literally done, but we're saving this for Arkham Knight. So I'm going on record right now saying the Joker will be in this game. And if wrong, I will do 52 push-ups in my 52 size pants. <laughs> well, w- without pants. I'll, I'll wear the pants on my head. <laughs> I mean, what, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, come on. He's going to be in this game. I mean, it, it's either going to be a flashback it's or one of those audio logs that you can pick up, or he's going to be the main villain that uh, is, is controlling Scarecrow. I mean, there, there's no, there's not going to be, there's no doubt in my head that he's not going to be in this game. Well, here's the most yeah. obvious thing. The new main villain in the game is, his name is Arkham Knight. And that right. picture, it kind of looks like a Batman slash Iron Man <laughs> pose. And, of course, the obvious thing to think of is, oh, that's probably going to be the Joker. I've heard a lot yeah. of speculation that maybe it's Jason Todd, too. But then it's funny, watching one of the developer videos, the Game Informer actually asked the, the studio director about uh, the Joker. Is he going to come back? He's like, just started laughing. No, he's not coming back. And we wanted to make sure he stayed dead in Arkham City. You know, we think it would be pretty cheap of us to bring him back after we specifically showed him die. So, like you said, Rob, they're denying it right now a lot. So we'll see yeah. how long they stick with that story. But I'm kind of in agreement with you guys where it's like, how can they not? Joker has been a mainstay in all the previous games. He's going to have to have – he has to be in it some way. Like some something to the Joker is going to have to affect the story some way. Even if he's not in it, something's going to revolve around him. It's just, there's just no way, especially that they're touting this as the last one in the trilogy in the Arkham story. So right, and the Joker's been behind every single thing in yeah. every game. You know, you made to made you believe it's Black Mask and Bane. Turns out it's a Joker. Uh, in Asylum, it was. Uh, uh, was it Bane again? I think it was just a whole whole series of uh, villains, and then like you said, Hugo Strange, and really the Joker's behind it. So, um, yeah, yeah. And then we'll see. What do you guys think if they bring him back? Is that what you want to see, or do you kind of want to see like a flashback or something where it's all part of his plan, but he's not fully back alive? Do you think that'll cheapen what happened in Arkham City? I don't, I don't want to see him alive, period, <laughs> in this game. I, I, I want him to be dead, and, you know, for these developers to stick to their word. You know, they're, they're pretty firm right now, like you, like Rob said, but I just hope they stick to the word and Joker is dead. You know, because th- that was the biggest letdown for me in Arkham City, that Joker, you know, it was a fake Joker, and this is the real Joker, you know? Yeah, to me... Uh... I'm torn. I, I don't like to see any comic book character get killed off, uh, let's say, like Two-Face, <laughs> just recently, where uh, they're – make sure we're not talking about that in the, uh, the show notes later on. Okay, no, we're not. Uh, you know, I, that was the last show uh, where Peter Tomasi has come out and said, yeah, what what you saw was, you know, Two-Face putting a gun to his head and is done. Uh, to me, I, I don't like to see any comic book character get killed off or in a game – uh, that's uh, even the Dark Knight Rises of like okay I'm done I, you know, I don't think you're you don't ever get to be done I 
I still find this as one ruse. Now, I don't want the Joker to come midway through like Black Mask and be like, okay, it's the Joker. I would like it to literally be it's it's in the final, you know, 10, 15 minutes of the game where you still think towards the very end that he's uh, dead, that, you know, it, it is a scarecrow through the whole entire thing. I think that would cheapen it less rather than get through midway of the game and we're like, okay, we're back to the Joker again. So I'm torn. I I think for the overall arcing story of the game, I think the Joker has to be in it somewhere, and, and I don't want it in a flashback. Yeah, I'm kind of torn. It's like at the same time, his death was pretty explicit in Arkham City, and it would be kind of cheap if they just bring him back. At the same time, too, it would be great, like we've talked about already, have the Joker in the final Arkham game. So I'm kind of hoping maybe we get some type of flashback stuff and just – Whatever he did in the first three games has a lingering effect on the story for Arkham Knight. And somehow he's mixed in and involved with the main plot, but not actually alive in it. So I think that's probably the best-case scenario for me. We'll see if they go that route and how it all plays out. But I don't know. It's kind of a tough call. (laughs) Do you want other playable characters uh, in in Arkham City? uh, You got to switch between Catwoman. If this engine is as big as they say it is, I want Tim Drake. I want Nightwing. I want the whole shot, so I want to take up. That's what I want. Yeah. They already Uh, said there's no multiplayer in it, which is fine by me, but I hope that doesn't rule out the chance of some co-op story missions. Probably not, but that's like the last thing I'm hoping for in these Arkham games. I'd like to be able to start the game, and you have a list of characters. Do you want to start this story as Batman or Batgirl? Or not Batgirl, I guess can't be Batgirl, but that depending on which character you pick will determine the outcome of the game. Or, you know, you go through partway the game as Batman, and then it switches over to Nightwing, and then it goes back to Robin, you know. Yeah, and then they all link up at the, in right. the middle or at the end or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think we've – I've said this before previously, but a, a game that I really liked was Resident Evil 2. You had two discs. Mm-hmm. One was Leon and one was Claire. And then the stories, if you played Leon's disc and you played Claire's, you go, oh, so, you know, I can see what happens to this yeah. character Afterwards, I think that'd be pretty cool if they add that element into it. Yeah, what about um, multiple endings? Because I, if there's one thing I don't like about video games is multiple endings, where there's a good ending, there's a neutral ending, and there's a bad ending. Because most of the time, I'm just running through the game trying to see the ending, and I always end up getting the the bad ending. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, what game was it? Um, Nice to be public. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, um, oh, Metro Last Light. Um, I played the game and I got the bad ending, but I didn't realize I got the bad ending. I thought it was just the ending, and then um, like uh, a friend of mine came over and was like, "Hey, you got the bad ending. There was a whole another ending." And I'm like, "So, so I." Spent like six hours trying to beat this game, and I got I got crap. See, I, I kind of like it in so. a way where it kind of gives it more replayability once you're done, just to do more into it. Or maybe you don't want you don't like that. <laughs> you like to do all the side stuff, but I, to me, it kind of makes it worth it to go back and try to get like collect these certain items or do these certain requirements to get those good endings. But the Arkham City is usually you haven't had that at all, so I don't think you have to worry about that. 
Yeah. All right, good. <laughs> uh, all right, so that, that wraps up our future topic. We're all excited, oh, wait, one more thing. like I said. One more oh, my God, Tim, are you kidding me? <laughs> It'll be real quick. Kevin Conroy's back. <laughs> yes. Okay, yes, thank you. Thank you, Rocksteady, for getting Kevin Conroy. And the bat suit looks better. It, it, it doesn't look like uh, the silver suit from Damon and Robin, so. Oh, it doesn't. We uh we got that to look forward to. So in summation, Tim, in summation, <laughs> we're all excited for this game. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Um, so, it's, so I guess we can get into some news. Um, and the big news of this past two weeks is that um the Gotham website has a website. <laughs> <laughs> The Gotham TV show has a website, and um, there's a logo on there. You can see the logo, which looks pretty cool. And there's also a full synopsis, and it, it just pretty much tells us everything that we know already. Um, that Ben McKenzie is going to be uh, Gordon, and you know, there's going to be uh, it's it's going to be it's going to show the development of Catwoman, the Penguin, Riddler, Two Face, uh, and the Joker, and it's. Um, Tim, help me, Tim. Help me, Tim. Help me, Tim. Okay. <laughs> um, well, you said not to talk, so I'm not gonna help. So, <laughs> no. So, um, the uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne—they're going to be murdered right at the beginning of the show, and uh, of course, the great Harvey Bullock is going to be in the show, and. Uh, the young Bruce and the young Catwoman, Selena Kyle, has been cast. And Bruce is going to be played by David Mazuzui. Mazuz? <laughs> I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, and uh, Catwoman is going to be played by Zabrina Guevara. And um, uh, I think I'm going to cut this I think you got the name wrong. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's that's not. Uh, whoops! <laughs> Disregard that last part, uh, listeners. Um, so her name is Cameron Bicondova. You know what that said? Timmy boy. Timmy boy. Can I talk now? <laughs> you can say one word about one thing about this show. Oh, <laughs> that's impossible. Can you do it? No. You can do it too. <laughs> because I have conflicting thoughts. I need to say one and I need to say the other. <laughs> one word. Okay, two words then. Okay. Two words. Awesome. Worried. <laughs> uh oh. I, I have Uh-oh. a question. I have a question. Why are you worried? I'm the only thing I'm worried about. No, 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 no questions. Tim, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, why do you? think it's awesome. Why is it? Uh, give us your thoughts. Then. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> the Gordon and Bruce stuff sounds awesome. I love that aspect that the beginning of the series is going to be Bruce and, or Gordon and Harvey investigating the murder of Thomas and Martha Wayne, but Gordon has like a sense of a kinship with Bruce and they start developing this relationship. I think that's going to be pretty cool to see. The thing that has me worried is all these villains that they're mentioning that we're going to see the origins of. I mean, a few is okay, but this is just the first season. You're already doing Catwoman, Penguin, the Riddler, Two-Face, and the Joker. They're all mentioned there by name in the press release. It's like, 
I don't think we need to see every single big Batman villain in this show. I mean, I think it's good to have Batman be introduced to his characters first when he's Batman. So I'm just worried about them overdoing it with having too many villains in here, especially in the first season. That's my only worry about it so far. Well, you know they're building to uh, Gorilla Grodd, right? (laughs) For next season. That's the end game. (laughs) Yep. Commissioner Gordon and Bruce Wayne take a trip to the Gotham City Zoo. (laughs) That's the series finale. Yes. (laughs) Next on Gotham. I mean, is that just me, or do you guys have that worry, too? I I don't have that worry, and I welcome it. Uh, I thought for the first couple episodes of Arrow, it's just random people that I, I don't know. It's us, oh, this is person A, this is person B. Once they started mentioning, you know, Roy Harper, I was like, thank God, somebody that I know, you know. Now we're getting into the Amanda Wallers and, you know, all that type of stuff. So I've got no problem seeing District Attorney Harvey Dent. You know, he did he doesn't need to become Two-Face because I don't think he'll become Two-Face yeah, but until we get to Batman. Shouldn't he be the same around the same age as Bruce, though? I mean, Bruce is going to be a little kid here. Well, and that could be. That could be uh, rather than it, somebody well, – Harvey is a character I wouldn't mind seeing in this show. It's characters like the Joker and the Riddler and hopefully not too many other ones, but I think it should be saved for when he's Batman. Yeah, but – at least as far as the synopsis goes, somebody – I'm throwing out like my mom would read this. She would recognize the names Joker, Riddler, Two-Face. So um, what I'm hoping would be while we're watching the show that my mom would look at it or just any uh, – my wife, for example, could look at it and go, oh, I think that guy's going to be the Joker or that person's going to be Two-Face or that little girl, I think she's going to be Catwoman. That I think they have to put those names. If they just would have put like Harvey Dent, Oswald Cobblepot, uh, Edward Nigma, people are going to be scratching their head like, I, I don't know who that is. But if you say Two-Face, Riddler, Penguin, um, it'll, make, it'll make sense. Yeah, I mean, it's I guess. we just have to wait to see how they – pull it off. I mean, Arrow's doing an awesome job of bringing in a lot of characters this season. So maybe they'll make it work for the show. It's just, I mean, it's a brand new universe. i got to be open-minded to this being a totally different new Batman story. So it could work. But right now, it's just the Batman fandom. He's like, uh, maybe there's a little <laughs> too many villains for him to encounter while he's still a little kid. I mean, who knows? Maybe he won't even see him. Because they'll just be, like, dealing with Gordon and the police. So Yeah. I What I think would be cool if we get to, like, season two or three is that maybe Alfred takes Bruce to the circus and the Flying Graysons are there and they have just ha- recently had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, th- those little things I think would be nice little Easter eggs. But if they're talking like the end result would be we would finally get to see Batman, they're going to have to do some time jumping here because this kid's not going to, you know, it's, it's not going to be a 10-year show. Where they're going to let him get to be 18 years old, are they? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it has to be a massive hit, like Smallville, <laughs> for that to happen. Yeah. Well, even apparently, so, like, the last episode is going to be the, – the last episode of the entire series is going to be Bruce um, putting on the cowl. Yeah. And even then, it's going to have to be a time jump because yeah. technically, when he's, like, 18 years old, and maybe that's when the series ends, that's him going off to train all over the world. So he still won't even be Batman yet. <laughs> so Unless you do, like, the montage of him – leaving and then coming back and we just have some random actor like putting on the cowl and stepping up on exactly. the laptop. That's what I think it's going to be. Heck, yeah. I still want to see the TV show of him traveling the world and getting his training. That'd be awesome. Yeah. 
Hey, you see, Tim, I, I'm actually with you about this whole villain thing. Um, I'm not sure that, you know, Catwoman, the Penguin, the Riddler, Two-Face, Joker has to be intertwined with, um, you know, the, the telling of, I mean, it, it's not specifically on Bruce, but I, I don't think they need to be that integrated into the universe, you know, where, you know, they've been around since Bruce, you know, was a kid and, you know, Gordon has been, you know, fighting these people since, you know, he was a rookie detective, yeah. you know, and it it kind of reminds me of that one Booster Gold issue where he went back in time and uh, he saw Barbara get shot. Yeah. <laughs> in the killing joke. And that ended up being absolutely terrible. And so I, I just hope it's not, you know, so closely intertwined. Like, like I don't know, a young Joker is Bruce's playmate, but they, you know, they uh, yeah. had a falling out. You know, so something cheesy and stupid like that. I just hope exactly. it's, you know, it's separate. And, you know, the first time that Batman meets the jo Bruce meets the Joker is when, you know, Bruce is in the Batman call and Joker is Joker, you know? Yep. Another thing, too, which is I don't mind it, but they're changing Gordon's uh, background story a little bit, too. Because in the press release, it says how he grew up in Gotham and it was his dream to be, like, a police officer or a detective in the city. Because, of course, we all know from the comics in year one, he was transferred to Gotham from Chicago. So to have him be someone who was born in Gotham is something different to his story. It's kind of like the same thing with um, uh, Batman Begins, where um, uh, <laughs> Gordon was around when uh, uh, Bruce's parents were killed. Yeah. And everybody was make, making a big deal out of it. That's awesome, though. I'm glad they're taking that a little bit yeah. from that. Well, I scrolled all the way down to the bottom of this, and I hadn't read this part. It says, although the crime drama will follow Gordon's tribute and singular rise through the Gotham City Police Department, led by Captain Sarah Essen. And I was like, I didn't realize she was getting cast. So Yeah, she's been are, cast already. I guess I didn't realize, are they going to play the uh, adultery angle at some point I'm with sure. this? I'm sure there's going to be something like that because he, he's not married yet. He has a fiance, so I'm okay. sure there's going to be like the temptation there throughout the series because it wouldn't be a TV show if there wasn't some love drama in there. Yeah, I, I think this has as a potential long as, as it is in Smallville. Yeah, you know, yeah. with that ten year, oh, I want to be with Lana so bad. <laughs> I, I just hope it's not drawn out like that. I hope that you know maybe we'll see. Oswald Copplepot just briefly in one episode, and then we don't go back to him that's like, oh, well, there's Oswald Copplepot again, unless he's just like a business owner. But I don't want it to turn into like Smallville where there's the Flash and Aquaman and Hawkman and Dr. Fate and all these other people, and Superman is not there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that seems really cheated, like the big – person we've all been waiting for and what will really tick me off is if we get the smallville like a minute seconds of him opening up his shirt to see the superman s then all these blurry shots is like i have waited 11 years <laughs> to see him in that stupid suit <laughs> and you can't give us a, a, a glory shot for 30 seconds yeah that'll that'll tick me off so i know it better not be the last episode where we Finally, in the Cape of Cal, it's in the shadows, and you just see, like, the <laughs> reflection from his eyes, and you don't see a good shot of him in costume. 
here's something. What if for the final shot it's Ben Affleck? <laughs> I actually think that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Speaking of which, you know, uh, all of the, I'm sorry, don't go you know, all, oh, okay. You know, all of this talk about young Bruce reminds me of that um that Arkham uh uh what what was it Arkham oh, the Arkham Origins trailer. Yeah, Arkham Origins trailer and how let down I was when that part wasn't in the game. And it was just a cinematic trailer. I kind of know what it was, but I know what you're saying. It was too awesome that you wanted it to be in there. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it looks so, so good. And it's like, oh, I just wanted to see that. But but, but I know what you were going to bring up next, Tim. I can read your mind <laughs> across the ocean. <laughs> uh, okay, it's Flash, see. isn't it? It's Flash. Actually, it wasn't, but I'll just go on and say that, too, that I like the way the Flash costume looks for the TV show. I I do. I'm 99.9%. I wish it was a little brighter red. I can see that, yeah. Just to make it a little bit brighter, but I I think it works. It's a nice complement to the Arrow costume, keeping it in that universe, you know. Yeah, and you definitely know it looks like the Flash. It's just a variation of the costume, but you still know it's the Flash. Yeah, I actually heard, or uh, my brother was telling me he's been seeing a lot of comparisons to that in Ben Affleck's Daredevil costume. And I really don't remember what his costume looked like, but I still have yet to see the movie. But then when he showed me like a comparison shot someone made, they don't look exactly the same, but the color tone they're kind of similar. I was like, <laughs> okay, I can see where people could think that, but. I don't think it looks as bad as that Daredevil suit was, because it's basically no. a zipped-up red jacket. <laughs> <laughs> but what um, I was going to say was that... Wait, wait, I have to give my comments about The Flash. I thought you didn't care Kim. if you don't watch Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, I thought the cowl looked pretty cool. Uh, yeah, the cowl, yeah. but like, I, I think I really have to see him standing up. Because he he's kind of you know in that sprinter's uh, stance, and you can't really see what it looks like. So there's a few I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of that's uh, standing. Oh, I, I would have never found that. It's <laughs> 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 it's definitely better than uh, J D. Salinger's kid in that. Um, oh no, that that wasn't him. That that was the um, uh, the the pilot for the TV show. Did, did you see that? What are you talking about, the first Flash TV show? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> it's it looks way better. Than yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, Tim, I interrupted you. What I was going to say, this is going back to the Batman costume. I don't know if you saw it, Rob, but there's someone, it was like a, I, wanna, I don't forget where, but it was a tweet that someone took out. Oh, this is a leaked shot of the Batman yeah. Ben Affleck costume, and then immediately got taken down and, but my brother's able to save it on his phone, and he showed me. I was like, if that's true, I'm going to be one happy Batman fan. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. it's the, like, grainy pixel, not pixelated, but it's in, like, grayscale. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, it, it, if that's it, that that's cool. And it had the lenses in his eye, in the cow. I was like, oh, man, if they were able to pull that off of the whole movie. <laughs> and I don't know why you just wouldn't CGI that. Exactly, yeah. With CGI now, even if he's walk, I mean, I remember looking at pictures of uh, Henry Cavill in the Superman outfit when they were filming it and going, why doesn't he have a cape on? You know, they're going to have a Superman without a cape and then realize, oh, they're going to CGI the cape for, you know, certain scenes. 
So, uh, I mean, they could do that. You know, no, I, I would not be shocked if we see pictures of Ben Affleck on set and he has no black eye makeup around his eyes. If they're like, oh, we're just we're going to digitally enhance that. And then fans will complain, how come he doesn't have those black around his eyes? <laughs> yeah, it, even with like production, uh, somebody had done the same thing with uh, the Superman. Was talking, oh, the costume's not really rich in blue, and people were saying, well, it hasn't been rendered yet on film. Like people are taking snapshots of the Flash right now, and the suit looks muddy. They're like, well, but it hasn't been edited yet. You're seeing somebody's camera shot. We're not looking at it through the film, and what they they may bright they could brighten the suit up. So yeah. I'm curious to see what Superman's suit's going to look like, too. I'm sure it won't be extremely different, but they say they're tweaking yeah. it a little bit. So, so yeah, I just want to get that out there. That I really hope that is the Batman costume, <laughs> because it looks really cool. Yeah. That was one of the coolest moments in The, in, uh, the Dark Knight, when uh, he's, in the, he's in the building and the, the lenses come out. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that oh. was really cool. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, he had to get busted. The Joker had to bust them when they went away. <laughs> yeah. And it was uh, kind of like Arkham City-ish, too. You know, he could, like, because yeah. of the sonar, could see through the buildings and see where people were. I thought that I was... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think there was somebody in the theater that was like, Detective Boat or something like that, and it got a little chuckle, but... Well, that, was, that came out before Arkham Asylum, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> what am I thinking of? <laughs> that guy was psychic. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right, so I guess we can get into our listener feedback from Alexander and Jacob. Uh, Alexander and Jacob, um, they are, that's their new names, because we don't like to be um, calling them by their nicknames, right, Tim? <laughs> Aren't we calling them by their nicknames? Because that's not what they're going by. <laughs> no, the real name is Alexander and Jacob. So we need to uh, honor that. I don't know why, but we do. <laughs> right? <laughs> you say so. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, let's start with Alexander. And Alexander says, greetings, gentlemen. He called us gentlemen, guys, so we got to act proper. That's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, that's impossible. <laughs> no more poop jokes. All right, so, <laughs> um, Alexander says, thanks for this spectacular episode. I don't know about that album art, though. <laughs> it was a very interesting choice. I'm sorry for my awful grammar in the last email. Alex, you don't have to apologize. I was just uh, giving you some crap in a paper bag on fire on your doorstep. Tim, we can't say any poop jokes. Dane has full uh, reign for poop <laughs> jokes. Yeah, the this one. is my podcast, everybody. <laughs> this is my podcast, and you have to do what I say. No. Uh, he says, um, I was trying to write as quick as possible. But Tim just irritates the crap out of me, and I want to fly to California and fight him. Wow, Alex. Jeez, that's, man. That's funny how my version of the email doesn't say that. <laughs> well, mine does. That's what Alex said, okay? <laughs> no, he, he says, um, 
I was trying to write as quick as possible so you would have it for episode 50. Hopefully I'm much better with it in the future. I can't promise I'll try. But I'll try to try. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sister reference right there. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't get that. <laughs> uh, he says, I agree that the 90s is the best decade of Batman. Comic Comic book-wise, Batman is one of the few characters that is remembered fondly for that era. There was Venom, Sword of Asriel, Nightfall, Prodigal Son, Legacy, and Cataclysm, and No Man's Land, and Images, Going Sane, A New Robin, Nightwing, Catwoman, Asriel, and Bird of Prey series, Long Halloween, etc. See, a lot of good stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Almost, uh, almost ran out of breath there. Uh, he says, uh, just a lot of good stuff. I'm looking forward to your thoughts on the new Arkham Knight game trailer. I'm avoiding all future trailers and previews. It's a day one purchase for me. All right, Alex. That's so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to this. It's like me saying I'm not gonna. I'm only gonna see one episode seven trailer. <laughs> you mean you're only gonna see one a day? <laughs> Probably not even that. Much. Yeah, I'm gonna see a lot more. Um, but he he has some questions. Uh, he says, "Do you have any ideas for a new Batman villain? What is your favorite? Oh no, I I think we should just go one by one so we don't forget them all. So yeah." I have a good, good Batman villain. Uh, his uh, his name is gonna be Ellen and Rob Myers, <laughs> and he's gonna constantly, constantly screw up my podcast for the rest of eternity until I quit this podcast because he screws it up so much. Also, how does this affect Batman? Because well, I haven't thought about that yet. <laughs> I will get back to you, Alex, about that. Um, but yeah, his name is going to be Ellen Rob Myers, man, and he's going to uh, just screw up my podcast all the time. <laughs> That's the next Joker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, uh, Rob, what's your? Uh, do you have any new ideas for uh, a Batman villain? I think this idea would work better as an Aquaman villain, I guess, maybe. But I'm trying to think of, like, okay, we have Firefly that deals with fire and, and ice. Or not Iceman. Jeez, I'm on an X-Men kick. Um, <laughs> uh, Mr. Freeze that deals with ice. I'd like to have there be a villain that deals with water. Uh, maybe, like, somebody that can, like, suck the moisture particles out of people to kill them somehow or, you know, has a way to dry up like the riverbeds of Gotham City or something like that. So some villain having to do something with water. Or, you know, since the human body is, what, 90% water, that uh, this villain can inflict a lot of pain on the whole populace. So I guess that's maybe, – maybe it's a cheesy villain. I don't know, but that's what comes to mind. Well, you you actually put thought behind your <laughs> uh, Tim. See, this is almost an impossible question for me because almost all the great villains have been done already. <laughs> Whatever yeah. some news gonna come up is gonna be derivative or just not good. I mean, this is so hard. I mean, Snyder did it 
pretty good with the core of Owls, but that's, it's more of an organization instead of a straight-up villain, so it's really hard. <laughs> I don't know if I can think of one. Well, can I tag something on real quick yeah, while, you, while you're thinking? Give you a little bit. Uh, a villain that has only been used once that I like to see brought back is the Obeah Man. Uh, that doesn't that, yeah, a bell. Uh, that kidnapped uh, Tim Drake's parents uh, and uh, had them in, like, Honduras or whatever and was uh, poisoned them, and that's what killed Tim's mom. Uh, Bruce had to – or Batman had to go fight him and all that stuff, but he – you know, Batman killed and knocked him into a fire, and he died. But I thought he was kind of this, like, witch doctor type. He wasn't a Gotham villain. He was, like, in Central America or something like that. So, I, I, I don't know. I tried, I was trying to give you more time. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to help. Okay. <laughs> I just, there was funny, though, on, uh, this week a Conan, Ricky Gervais was on. He was talking about creating a Batman villain. <laughs> That's what he's... He was all saying, I'd make a good villain just by annoying people. I'd be called, like, the annoyer or something like that. (laughs) Uh, I got nothing, though. (laughs) Oh, you're letting Alex down, Tim. But you had your chance. You lost it. Good for you. That's my villain, someone who's like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I'm going to rob a bank. No, no, never mind. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah, Batman will just be annoyed. Like, he'll get out there and, like, I got suited up. And Commissioner Gordon's like, no, he he turned himself in. There you go. <laughs> no, sorry, Alex. Tim can't think right now. He's too uh, focused on the Clone Wars uh, Lost episode. It's right, Tim. Since I've seen them all, yes. <laughs> Unlike some Star Wars fans, I know. Well, you know what, Tim? Since you're such a big Star Wars fan, I'm surprised you haven't listened to the new uh, Rebel Force radio commentary with Sam Woodward. Because I like to I'm listen. let down. I like to listen to it where there's nothing going on and I can give my full attention for it. So it'll probably be later tonight before I go to sleep. Yeah, he 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 actually said something that I I don't know how I would ever pick this up. Well, he always does ever. that. <laughs> yeah, like he um I, I don't know if you know this, but Tim, but um you know the Emperor's theme. Uh oh, the ending song for Phantom Menace. Yeah, it's the ending song for Phantom Menace. I I had no idea. <laughs> Doesn't that make it a little more creepy because like children singing and all that? <laughs> Sounds very happy. Yeah, he was saying that in the old movies uh, 4, 5, and 6 it was sung by a male chorus um, in a minor key and in Phantom Menace it was sung by the kids chorus yeah. and it was done in a major key. I had no idea about that. That blew my mind. <laughs> I almost fell down when I heard that. <laughs> I, I did know that. Screw you, Rob. Get off my body. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. No, no. Um, all right, so let's just get back to his question. So, uh, number two. Um, oh, yeah, and by the way, Tim, I, w- I didn't watch The Clone Wars because I was watching a better show. Oh, that's impossible. I'll pretend you didn't say that. No, no, it's pretty possible, and it's got your name in it. So... <laughs> Well, that's really surprising when you tell me about the actually a character named Jurassic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's kind of like a – I don't know if you'd call him a bad guy because everybody in that show is kind of a bad guy. But I don't know. He kind of did some stuff to become sheriff. Well, so. no Jurassic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, all right, so the second question is, uh, what is your favorite story exploring Batman's psyche, and which character brings out the most interesting facet of his personality? So uh, let's go with Tim. This one I do have an answer for. <laughs> <laughs> it's a comic by Darwin Cook called uh, Batman Ego. And I read it not too long ago, actually a few, about two or three years ago for the first time. I thought it was really cool. Just, I mean, the, the question is exploring Batman's psyche. I think this one did a great job of it. It's pretty much Bruce against Batman. <laughs> they're having a battle of personalities in Bruce's head, and they each bring out some great points. They're just really cool to see kind of Bruce in, Bruce interact with this dark side that is Batman. And just the dialogue in it was really cool where Batman – would be saying, because he's like drawn as like a real big monster type. And he's saying, I remember the first day we met Bruce and we get to a flashback sequence with him and his parents and stuff that led up to the death. This great writing and developing the, the way Bruce and Batman think and just the way it was brought out too and why Bruce was thinking about this it was just a great concept where Batman was going against the Joker, of course, and then he captures one of his thugs that, and he makes him talk. He makes him rat out the Joker. And this criminal then knows the Joker's going to go after him. The Joker's going to come after me. He's going to kill my family. So when Batman faces this criminal, the guy tells him, I couldn't bear the thought of the Joker torturing my wife and daughter, so I killed them myself. And then he just puts a gun to his head and kills himself in front of Batman. He blames him. It was because of you, because you did this, you made me talk. I had to do this to me and my family. And that really hit Batman hard. It just got him thinking, like, what am I doing <laughs> Is this my hurting more people than I am helping? And just goes into this great psychological battle with his dark side as Batman. So I definitely recommend it read if you haven't read it. Damn, Tim. I feel kind of depressed though. <laughs> that was really, really bad. Yeah, I mean, a good not. choice, but really, really bad. Just wait till you read yeah. the flashback sequence with Bruce and his dad and his mom. But I'll, I'll pull on your heartstrings a little bit too. <laughs> yeah, I think I need to start drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and my choice is not uh, that in depth. Sorry, go. I had go to ahead. make up for my lack of uh, creating a villain. <laughs> uh, what about you, Rob? Ert? Myers? <laughs> Mine's not that. <laughs> Mine's like a poor man's story now compared to Tim's. Tim's is really good. Uh, I think I always go to Hush, um, was one of the first things that I had read after uh, a lapse of comics that I just liked the. Uh, all the internal stuff that was going on between uh, Bruce and Thomas Elliot and uh, me, th and then Clayface being the whole, you know, Jason Todd and that, me having that reveal like, oh my gosh, Jason Todd's alive, and then, you know, who's Hush, and then it kind of, you know, going back and forth with uh, Batman being torn in, you know, like six different places uh, throughout the whole book, just mentally, you know, his relationship with. Catwoman, and then Thomas Elliot, and then uh, the notion that uh, Jason Todd may be out there. I know that's kind of somewhat after Hush, but that's kind of my weak <laughs> version <laughs> compared to Tim's. It's like, oh, it's Hush. But I always feel like that's my go-to uh, book when people talk about you know the psyche of Batman. That's one I always pull out, but. Well, mine is even weaker, so I don't have to worry about that, Rob. Um, I've I've brought this uh, this uh, run up on a previous show, I think, but uh, Brian Azzarello's Broken City, where he um, he kind of did a Scott Snyder 
with uh, Mr. Freeze. He put a new spin on what we've known for a long time. And <laughs> Tim, are we going to get into this argument again? Gotta <laughs> throw that out there. <laughs> no, but he he put a new spin on you know um, what Bruce went through when his parents were killed. He um. It's it's a small part of the, the the larger run, and it doesn't really have any major connections to the main story. But the reason why Bruce is so haunted, uh, you know, about his parents' death and why he becomes Batman is because um, he was the one that bothered his parents to go to the movies to see Zorro, and uh, he feels that he's the one that got his parents killed. And I don't know, j- just like the Mr. Free story, it was so refreshing to see, for me anyway, Tim, because Tim doesn't like anything refreshing. He likes it original. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it was just a new spin on something we've heard over and over and over in every single medium, except for that on my show. Um you know, the, the same old story where Bruce's parents were killed, he becomes Batman because he's so haunted by um, his parents' murder that he doesn't want it to happen to anybody else. And it, it, it was just a great um, refreshing spin on it. So that's probably my choice. Um, and his final question is, uh, what is your favorite couple in the Batman universe? I guess for me, it'd probably go with uh, Dick and Barbara. I mean, it's probably even they said, or at least in the animated universe, Barbara's oh, just like child love or puppy dog love, where we're just kids, <laughs> not what they weren't meant to be. But it's like, but I always think the when Bruce or Dick and Barbara interact with each other, I think it's the best relationship that's there between all the different characters. They have good dialogue together. You can tell they really care for each other, and I was. Happy before, it was during Infinite Crisis, where Dick actually proposed to her. They were going to get married, but then Infinite Crisis happened and all this one-year-later stuff happened in 52, and it didn't work out. And I think that was the last they ever had a relationship. So there was one that I'd like to see, I guess, work out in the end, as usually in comics, the couples never work out. It'd be Dick and Barbara. Uh, my choice is going to be Donovan and Stella. <laughs> Oh, you said the Batman universe. That's the first place I went to. Aren't they already married, though? <laughs> well, they're still a couple. They're just a married couple. Uh, I, mine was going to be uh, the same as yours, as uh, Bruce and uh, – uh, Bruce, jeez. You know that, that one guy that used to be Robin and the bad girl, uh, Dick and Barbara. Um, I liked their relationship uh, a little bit better when she was in the wheelchair. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that's – those are the better parts that Dick was still – didn't see the girl in the chair. He still saw, you know, the girl. So I always kind of liked that. I'm trying to remember if it was a Nightwing issue where he took her on the trapeze. Yeah. I think it was I, Daniel, wasn't it? I, yeah, I think it was. Uh, I, I think it was a Nightwing annual, but I just – I loved that whole entire issue. So – uh, just, uh, yeah, there's not really a whole lot of relationships unless you go with, like, uh, Tim and Stephanie, you know. 
something like that. It wasn't a, a real relationship, and I don't really count Catwoman and uh, Batman. That's really? not. I, I, I mean, I personally do. I, I I do and I don't. I guess it depends how you view Catwoman. It's if if she's written more as a villain, it seems a little more awkward that Batman's trying to have his relationship with a villain. But if she's skirting the lines, uh, I like it a little bit more where Bruce is like, you know, you don't have to do this. You can kind of come over to our side and, you know, stay here where I think it's an easy relationship for Bruce to have. But I don't think that relationship works well when she's written up as a straight up villain and then they try and force uh, that relationship there. I think that would be an un-Batman thing to do, I guess. So I'm always torn on that one. (laughs) We still gotta recognize it though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't recognize it. I just, uh, I guess it it depends who the writer of the story is. Yeah, it's it's definitely not Anna Sydney, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna go a little bit more um, original. (laughs) I would say Um, I'm gonna say Barbara Gordon, senior. Um, Commissioner Gordon, or sorry, Detective Gordon, and uh, Sarah Essen, because every time I read that part where um, Gordon cheats on Barbara, it's it's kind of like you could, you can see it coming, but you can't you, you didn't expect it, and you know just the fact that he, you know he has the kind of end things when he's being blackmailed and, you know, SN has to take another job. And then, um, you know, of course, Gordon has to tell um, Barbara about it. And it's just so sad that, you know, he made one, not a mistake, he made one mistake and it screwed up his life. And, you know, at the end of that book, you know, Barbara moved back to, uh, the Chicago, was it? Yeah. So. And, um, yeah, and it's it's just, I mean, it's a brief moment, but I don't know. To me, it's it's one of the best relationships and relationships ending in um, in all of the Batman universe. Oh, even, so yeah, um, even what happened afterwards in No Man's Land, where they actually Sarah and Gordon did get married, but then she ends up getting killed by the Joker, and like. That relationship so tragic. Like it had to end twice yeah. in one before it caused her a life. And and that's one of those one relationships that this is going to sound stupid seems real. You you know that that Barbara and Dick can't end up together. It's kind of like if you watch Trends, Ross and Rachel, you have to have the two of them. I love you. No, I don't love you. I love you. No, I don't. You know they they both can't agree, but the. The Gordon S and Gordon relationship works really good. Like, I mean, you said it really good, Dane. You, you feel bad for Gordon. Like, yeah, you were thinking with the wrong part of your body, and it caused you a lot of pain. But then you you get over it. You you kind of man up and go, all right. Well, S and comes back into your life, and things are finally happy. You're uh, going to do the right things. You're not going to fall down the same traps you did last time, and then you lose the second love of your life. Um, just a, just a real tragic uh, moment. So, if you felt bad for Gord once, you really feel bad for him again the second time. So, it, when they try and pair up a superhero with you know another superhero, or you know 
anybody else, you, you know it's not going to last. Yeah. Yeah. So get married, but then one of them will die or we'll get divorced or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just look at Superman and Wonder Woman. How long is that going to last? I think they just – one of the issues I think Superman has finally said he loves Wonder Woman for the first time. <laughs> he dropped the L word and then she got dropped. off defensive. <laughs> yeah, she was like, whoa, whoa, I just thought we were hanging out. <laughs> yeah, but – you know, going back to year one and when uh, when Gordon kissed Essen or Essen kissed Gordon or they both kissed at the same time, that was just one of those um, those moments where it's kind of like, wow, this is not a kid's book. This is not a book for kids. Or um, this isn't just a comic book. And, um, yeah, I... I I just like that whole relationship and how everything ended up and, you know, um, <laughs> Sarah getting a bullet in her head at the end of, it, of everything. Um, i got to put us on a downer. <laughs> <laughs> but let's look to the stars since we're in the gutter. Real quick, I, I want to stop you like Tim does. Uh, hearing you just say that, isn't it ironic that the Joker took out – two different important people in Commissioner Gordon's life with a gun. Yeah. Uh, In in, in a sense of speaking, you know, uh, really altered Barbara's life and then, uh, you know, altered Gordon's life. Uh, Actually, altered Gordon's life twice. Yep. That just adds to the tragedy and the the story of Jim Gordon's life. How come he he just doesn't kill the Joker? Uh, well, he was tempted on that issue of No yeah. Man's Land, I and mean, he shot him in the knee, but <laughs> that was a great moment, that part of the issue. Well, anyway, stop talking about death and cheating on wives and <laughs> losing your job because you <laughs> you kissed another employee. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's move on to Jacob. Jacob. Hi, Jacob. How's it going, man? And, um, hold on, I just lost his email. (laughs) (laughs) I I was trying to stall, but. (laughs) You're close. All right, so now that we're, um, severely depressed and, uh, need some medications, let's, uh, move on to Jacob's email. Uh, and Jacob? Begins his email by saying, hello, gentlemen. See, so, so we have two emails that both say, hello, g- hello, gentlemen. So enough boob jokes, guys. All right? Hey, me and Rob have been good. Um, <laughs> You're the one who <laughs> put on people's emotions on on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's poop again. Uh, he says, <laughs> he says um, thanks for reading my email and promoting my Legends of the Night charity event. You're welcome, Jacob. You're so, so very welcome. Right, Rob and Tim? Ditto. It was our pleasure. So, he says, as of 3-12-14, so that's uh, March 12th, which was... Wednesday. Wednesday, yep. Damn you guys, I was trying to figure that out. Shut the math. (laughs) Um... 
he says, uh, the theater that we contacted has approved the showing, and I am now working on the social media promo stuff. Since you guys are creative, yes, I'm an artist. I can't speak for these other guys, but I am an artist. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering if you can help me with something. I need a two to three sentence, sentence tagline that will appear on the promos. If it's good, I will use it. Only if it's good, Jacob. Seriously. <laughs> so, so you're being selective. <laughs> no, no. Um, and I will quote it as being from the Bat Fans Without Pants and Socks with the size 52 waist podcast. <laughs> and to reintroduce myself, I was the guy who won the Dark Knight Returns Blu-rays last year. So, Jacob, how are those Blu-rays treating you? Are they sitting really nicely on your shelf? I just happy or under a pile of clothes? <laughs> yeah. Happy to get lost in the mail. <laughs> All right, um, so. Nice. <laughs> All right, so. Me and Tim were, uh, or sorry, we're gentlemen now. Tim and I <laughs> were wrecking our brains. Uh, trying to think of a two to three sent- sentence uh, tagline for this movie. We originally tried to do something funny, but, you know, you kind of don't want to put something that's funny on a promo thing, you know, when the serious you know, kids, <laughs> yeah, yeah, kids talking about uh, how Batman helped him through his cancer. So um, we got to think of something, guys. Yeah, now we're going to show how uncreative we are. <laughs> the ones that I came up with were basically stealing lines from Rachel Gould in Batman Begins. Something where, like, Legends of the Night. When a hero inspires good, fans will become legends. Or, when a hero inspires good, fans will become something greater. Legends. Too cheesy, too corny, too derivative? I don't know. <laughs> The night never falls. The night always rises. How about, um, we have uh, a 52 size waist and um, we approve of this movie. No? (laughs) Not good. That's going to fall into the if it's good category, I'll use it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, How about, uh, Sometimes, when you're feeling down, just take off your pants and be free. <laughs> you just said you're not going to do comedy stuff. So keep going back to comedy. <laughs> no, no. Um, How about man, heroes I... get remembered, but legends never die? I just stole that from the Sandlot. But <laughs> <laughs> Sandlot. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of something that has a title, name of the title of there. Like, you had knights in yours, but I had to try to get legends in mine. <laughs> How about, um, sometimes at night, with a K, you like to sleep with your pants off. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Was <laughs> Jake, use any of those that I mentioned. <laughs> you can use any of those. <laughs> and now I say, why do you even bother to ask these bozos for <laughs> <laughs> no, um, something serious. How about like, um, 
Um, like, if you're a true bad fan, you uh, should watch this movie or something. <laughs> <laughs> or you pull, like, I just opened up my Batman encyclopedia. There's a cool quote in here. I think these are all coming from comic books. To take it just from, uh, like, I made a promise on the grave of my parents that I would rid this city of the evil that took their lives. I believe that someday I will make good on that promise. You could take that bottom portion i believe that someday i will make that make good on the promise uh through batman or, or you know or something yeah. like that you know the the belief that things are going to get better and um just a, it's supposed to be an inspiring tale of what batman means to you yeah, so, i don't know good. Wait, wait, i wonder if he wants to well, do that quote or <laughs> some well just what was that to, well, I set my book back down. <laughs> uh, it'd be really easy for him to rewind the podcast right here, but since we're in the actual middle of recording it, I can't. We can't. Well, well since it's my podcast, I should know what my podcast is going to say. Uh, here it is. Here it is. I'll read it again. Uh, the last line. I believe that someday I will make good on that promise. And, you know, take a portion on that. I believe that uh, someday... Uh, I will make it through uh, with the inspiration of Batman. Through the inspiration of Batman, I will make good on the promise. Something, you know, something like that. I don't know. It's a broken quote, but. <laughs> it's something to work with. Yeah, something to work with. You can take all our quotes and take pieces from different ones and put them into something better, <laughs> hopefully. Or uh, just put, because I'm Batman. <laughs> The Bat Fans Without Pants podcast without socks and 52 ways like this movie. <laughs> There's all the endorsements that are tagged by these. Okay, so so how about um, uh, this is a great movie that um, us Bat Fans have been thinking about. I mean, damn it, that. I just had it. This is a great movie uh, about what Batman means to us. Yeah, so we, I like the ideas, but they're not sounding as good tagline. <laughs> <the Yeah>. <laughs> Hopefully we at least gave you some ideas <laughs> what to go for. Yeah, just make something up and just put our name on it. That would be good. <laughs> He'll, he'll create a tagline and then it'll say, no thanks to the bad fans. <laughs> I asked them for one thing. <laughs> no, no, no. J- just use like something like, um, um, it, it, it's a great movie that shows what Batman means not only to us, but the world. A great movie that inspires bat fans everywhere. A movie that will inspire bad fans everywhere or around the world is only that. Yeah. I don't think we're going to come to an agreement. <laughs> with them or not. We'll leave it up to Jake. <laughs> All right. So with that, he um, he has a question for us. And it's not really for me. It's more for you guys since you, you guys are the only ones that have watched Arrow. Um, he says, here's a question. Have you guys been watching Arrow and noticed the the abundance of Batman villains? I love the show and its direction, but I just heard a rumor that Harley Quinn might be showing up this season, and Dick Grayson could j- be just around the corner. 
So potentially, we are going to see multiple versions of characters between Gotham and Arrow. Which show, if any, do you think ties into the Man of Steel Justice League universe? Or do you think DC even cares? And most importantly, is this con- continuity flux going to piss off Rob, a.k.a. Cor- Gorilla Grob? <laughs> Uh, I can't wait for Gotham, but at this point, I go with Arrow. Anyways, if you were looking for a rating system for this episode, maybe try one of these. Number of times you said hell yeah when watching the new Arkham Knight trailer, or millions of dollars it would take to get Dustin on the show. (laughs) We also had our one from last week, remember? That we said we were going to use? I don't remember. Uh, I don't know if it's the exact wording, but it was like Leonardo DiCaprio popsicle sticks or popsicle sticks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to use that. <laughs> um, but he says, keep up the great work, Jake, a.k.a. Jacob. So, uh, I'll just say he's pretty much 100% right on uh, Arrow. <laughs> it is, I mean, a ton of Batman villains, though I'm loving it. They're not the main ones. They're ones that you can't see pop up in different like aspects of the DC universe, like um, Rachel Ghoul and Deathstroke. He's kind of like a not technically just a Batman villain, so he's worked. But the, just the writers and this whole show in general is doing a great job on all the characters that they're bringing in. It's just awesome. It's like this makes you wish Batman was in that universe, because <laughs> I personally don't think this is going to tie into the Man of Steel universe or the Ben Affleck Batman. I wish it would, because I think it could work, but I just think they're going to be two separate things, unfortunately. But they're doing a great job. Um, I think it's cool. Um, you know, we're not seeing the Joker or the Penguin. I like that there's some villains that can go, uh, you know, either side. Uh, with them bringing in the Suicide Squad, did you guys see the uh, still picture of the blonde yeah. pigtail? <laughs> yeah, he which, mentioned it in his email, which is like, yeah, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> Yeah, which I think that could work, and there's still a rumor floating around that we could maybe get a Nightwing, so maybe we won't get Batman, we could get Dick Grayson. I know you're talking about villains, but yeah, I think it's I think they're at a nice blend of uh, Arrow's supporting villain cast, and then bringing in sprinkling in other DC villains. So I think it's I think it's very cool. I think we have to be careful with Nightwing, though. I mean, this is Dick Grayson. You know, Bruce has to be around somewhere. Else. I just want to be the same character, at least in my opinion. So if they are going to bring him in, uh, they're going to have to mention Bruce somehow, some way in there, especially if he is Nightwing. I don't want it to be, oh, Dick Grayson became Nightwing on his own. He was never with Batman and never was Robin. How do you feel about them changing some origins, like Black Canary is not the tradition of Black Canary that we know? I think it works pretty good. I like what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, it could still make it work where uh, her sister Laurel becomes the real Black Canary, but for right now, I think it's working good. Yeah. Cool, that's my answer. <laughs> and Dane, you have to start okay. watching Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Netflix. I don't know why. I, I, you know what? It's all these other shows. Like, like the reason why I didn't watch uh, The Clone Wars Lost Missions was because um, I was watching True Detective. And the reason why I haven't watched Arrow was because I was watching House of Cards. So it's all these other shows that get me distracted from this, from you know Arrow or Clone Wars. So I I just have to like clear my my Netflix queue and just just watch Arrow 
and the clone the Clone Wars. Clone Wars first. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say Arrow first, but that's me. <laughs> um. Anyway. All right. So with that, I guess we can finally, finally, finally rob Ert Myers. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, we can finally. Get into our comic book reviews. But yeah, uh, this is our comic book review um, portion of the show. So uh, there's going to be a crap ton of spoilers. A literal crap ton. If you got a barge and you got a, contain- a one-ton container and you put crap inside of it, that's how much spoilers is in this section. So if you haven't read your comics yet, you might want to come back to the section later. Um... All right, so for March 5th, we have Detective Comics number 29 and Forever Evil number 6. And for March 12th, we have Nightwing number 29, which is the last issue, hard to believe, and Batman number 29. So, for March 5th, let us go with Tim. I I think your fantasy name would be Timoth. Timoth. <laughs> Timoth. Ah, yeah. uh, Sir Timoth, I've come to rescue you, my fair lady. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so it's, I didn't read Detective Comics number 29 since I'm waiting for that Batman, uh, what, that, that Gotopia or whatever to end and for uh, the new creative team to take over. So well, I think it's the next issue. So I'll start with Forever Evil number 6. And it's supposed to be the big one where we learn the fate of Nightwing. It's, it says it right on here Nightwing's last stand. And overall, it's another cool issue to Forever Evil, but I guess my biggest gripe about it was that. It wasn't a definitive telling of what happens to Nightwing. I mean, the big spoiler point of the story is where Dick Grayson's tied up to this bomb, and the crime syndicate has it triggered where it, the only way to disarm the bomb is if his heart stops, and they don't think they can disarm it in time. And it was a great moment with Bruce and Dick. Bruce kind of basically apologizing for what happened with the death of the family and how he tried to – Dick Dick actually apologizing, saying, like, he should have stayed away. And then the disarmament's like almost heartfelt goodbye, but then Luthor shoots Batman in the back, and the cat was like, what are you doing? And he's like, I have to make an executive decision. <laughs> and he says, puts his mouth over Dick, or puts his hand over Dick's mouth, and just says, I'm sorry, Mr. Grayson, and just makes his heart stop. So you think there, Dick's dead. It was like, it was a great moment that played out at the same time, like, oh man, I can't believe this is actually happening. But then, of course, Batman loses it. He actually says it, tells Luthor, I'll kill you if you hurt him. And to hear Batman say, I'll kill you, is something you pretty much never hear him say. But it, it looks like he meant it with this. So he ends up beating up Luthor. And, but then Luthor says, I have this under control. It's not too late for Grayson. And says, he calls Batman an idiot for doing that. So it makes you believe that Dick's dead, but because Luthor said that, his fate is still up in the air. So that's probably my one gripe with this issue. We didn't get the definitive uh, fate of Nightwing, which we were expecting in this one. But there was tons of other cool stuff in this issue. I just love seeing the DC villains take out the crime syndicate. And Jeff Johns did a great job throughout Forever Evil and Justice League making you really hate the members of the crime syndicate. So it was really cool to see like Sinestro and Black Manta take out the different members of them. I think my favorite was uh, when Captain Cold took out Johnny Quick because he was probably the villain I hated the most on that <laughs> the crime syndicate team. And then to see you pretty much froze his leg and he just kicked it and broke his leg out. But the other big reveal was that the prisoner who they've been helping, his identity got revealed. And it turned out to be 
Alexander Luthor, who, of course, we all remember was the big villain from Infinite Crisis, so he's making his return to the New 52, and he pretty much wreaks, cause it looks like he's going to wreak havoc and the crime syndicate, and we'll see about the heroes and villains of the normal universe. So that's a great issue overall. Uh, I think it's going to conclude in a way that I hope is satisfying, where we find out what happens to Nightwing. We've Hopefully the crime syndicate gets taken out, we get closure on everything, and then we get the new status quo, of course, with the new Justice League team that got leaked out by DC's solicitation. So I think it's going to wrap up nicely. I just hope there's not too many lingering questions. I just really want to know what happens to Nightwing. I still think, Rob, you have the right idea where he's not going to die, but somehow he's going to go to Earth-3 for whatever reason. So overall, give this issue... Four out of five Leonardo DiCaprio popsicles. <laughs> uh, you want me next, Dane? Well, um, like for my no. my thoughts on this. No, no, okay, no. Then I will no. shut my pie hole. Okay. No, I, I I want you to give one word about one thing, and I want you to describe that one thing in one word. Uh, oh. And uh, give us your review. Ouch. <laughs> and I think you know what I'm talking about when I say ouch. Uh, no, Rob, uh, give us your thoughts about this issue. Uh, Jingle Bells, Batman Smells. <laughs> awesome. That was, <laughs> I, that was the coolest moment. Uh, I, I'm really liking Captain Cold. Uh, the whole uh, Johnny Quick getting his leg frozen uh, off and then uh, Captain Cold just breaking it. <laughs> uh I like this. Uh, it, correct me if I'm wrong. Was there? I'm trying to remember if it was a Justice League tie-in or if it was Forever Evil, where Owlman uh, asked Dick, uh, "I need your help to defeat the Crime Syndicate." Do I? We read that, right? Yeah, I believe it was. I believe it was Justice League. Okay. So, how does Dick end up in this uh, chamber of death? Uh, I take it the grid put him uh, put him there. I guess is what. Uh, the Alfred of Earth 3, whatever, was saying, you know, you were supposed to watch uh, Grace and nothing happened to him, and Grid was like, oh, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, that's um, nice I got it. So uh, that's that's still my thought that Owlman will probably be like, hey, we still ha- I still have work to do in Earth 3, and that's where Dick's going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like that we finally get to see some members of the crime syndicate finally start to get taken out, so... Um, uh, Black Mana was just <laughs> ruthless in this <laughs> yeah. uh, with Alfred. I thought that was I didn't didn't see that coming at all. So uh, hey, can I'm I ask re- a question real quick. Yeah, did I miss something, or if I miss forgetting, how come he looks like the Joker now? Like his skin is all white. Uh, yeah, I tie in. I didn't read, or <laughs> I forgetting something. No, I I think that was more out of the what was the 3D cover with the uh, Crime Syndicate, where it was more of an Owl Man story um because that's where they okay. started started coloring him because i don't that remember way. that this, it took me by surprise i never <clears throat> saw that like i don't remember him looking that way i think that's the only thing that's not consistent with uh the this alfred i just don't think that like there was one i was trying to flip through because i thought the same thing i'd forgotten about it but i think in one of the justice league titles of the tie-ins he's almost in a normal skin tone they have him really white in this but He's been white throughout most of everything. Okay. But, yeah, I've, I I liked this. Um, it's it's misleading. Um, 
with the thing of the final fate of Nightwing, we really don't know that. Uh, the final fate of Nightwing will actually be in seven, and then uh, Nightwing thirty will be the kind of like the Requiem issue or whatever they're going to call it, the Fallout issue. Um, but I'll give this uh, four out of five Leonardo DiCaprio popsicles that are lemon flavored, and I probably won't eat them. Because <laughs> <laughs> we all know cherries are the best popsicle flavor. Yeah, oh, yeah. Eat the cherries, then maybe the grapes, green. Yeah. <laughs> An orange. Like orange. orange. And then the lemon, you're like, yeah, I'm popsicled out. <clears throat> but I, th- I thought this was good. Um, and the art has been, uh, the John's uh, Finch run has been really good. Um, I wish the um, Trinity War was as good as Forever Evil has been. I said one word, Rob. <laughs> like 10,000 words. <laughs> I did. Uh, ouch was my first word, so. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, uh, March 12th, uh, we have Nightwing number 29 and Bat- Batman number 29. So, uh, let's go with uh, Tim for uh, Nightwing number 29 because I, I know you have a few things to say about it. Yes, it's a bittersweet issue because it's Kyle Higgins' last Nightwing story. And of course, we got one more with 30. But to me, this is probably really going to be the final issue since Kyle Higgins pretty much wrote every issue of the new 52 Nightwing. But overall, I thought he did a good job of just wrapping it up, his run. And, of course, the main story is uh, Dick going after uh, that girl. And I'm blanking on her name right now because Zaz killed her parents and she went after him. And, and she knows Dick's identity. So Dick was going to go after her. But in the midst of that, we got Dick... I don't know if it's a monologue or it's actually in the end of the issue in his conversation with the girl. I kind of took it where this was a conversation he was having with her once it was all said and done. But this is kind of get great flashbacks to the moments that we saw in Kyle Higgins' run. I mean, it starts off with the death of his parents. And then we could see him in the first story arc with Rhea and Psycho and then Court of Owls, death of the family. Just him kind of reflecting on everything and how the tragedy that happens to you and how it pretty much how it changes you, but it's not really what defines you, which was kind of the theme of this issue, I thought. And I was kind of expecting some type of lead into what happened to him in Forever Evil, and we didn't really get that. I mean, we did get an ending where he's going to go back to Gotham and he's going to meet uh, Sonya Zuko for dinner, and you see him unzipping his uh, hoodie, and you see the Nightwing costume underneath, so I kind of let you no, he's going back to Gotham, and then I guess whatever happens to Forever Evil happens really soon after that. So, But overall, just a great reflective issue on the work that Kyle Higgins has done. I thought it was the proper way for him, for him to end it with issue number 29. So I'm going to go ahead and give this one uh, three and a half uh, Leonardo, DiCap- Leonardo DiCaprio popsicles that are cherry-flavored. <laughs> um, Rob, why don't you tell us what you think? Uh, you want uh, two words this time? <laughs> no, uh, I want exactly 17. 17. Um, not going to do it. So anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, I I really liked this issue, but uh, I'm it felt rushed, um, and I'm I'm sure it probably was. Uh, there wasn't as much dialogue as he has traditionally written. So I'm yes. kind of guessing that these last two issues were like, crap, I got to wrap up, you know, 
a two-year story that I've been working on and condense it down to two issues. There's some really good moments in this, um, but uh, the one thing that I haven't liked uh, about the Nightwing title for a while, probably because the book was getting canceled, is that the artist has changed every single book. So I imagine it's just a series of, you know, fill an artist, hey, I need you to do, draw this book, I need you to draw this book type of deal. So I wish the art was a little bit more consistent. But then again, I guess with the book getting canceled, it, whoever's going to draw. The art's drawn okay here. It's kind of cartoonish. Um Scenes with the art that we had at the very beginning of the series was just really well done. Um, I kind of wish – I'm blanking on his name who drew the book uh, for the first uh, major arc of Nightwing. But I wish that he would have been brought back uh, to kind of uh, close it out. But just the, some nice, like you said, uh, recapping moments. I did like where they show a little flashback of him in his Robin costume kind of fighting Harley and uh, the Joker, what I would presume for the first time. Um, it's just bittersweet uh, that it, it's ending, um, and that you know, makes you scratch your head and go, okay, you know, uh, why are they canceling it? We really don't know. So uh, this answers a question that I guess almost the whole entire Nightwing run happens before um, Forever Evil. So um, I, I want to grade it higher. Um, I, I guess – Kyle Higgins was saying on Twitter that this is kind of like the the love letter to the Nightwing fans, and I didn't quite get that, but I don't think that's necessarily his fault because he's been doing some really good work. I think it was more of like, crap, i got to get this book out. So I'm going to grade it just the same. I, I would love to say, oh, this is five out of five or four out of four or whatever, you know, four out of five, but I'm going to give it three and a half like you did, uh, cherry-flavored uh, Leonardo DiCaprio sickles that I, I still wish uh, – he was going to be writing this book. So I guess we'll have to wait for him to make an appearance in uh, Higgins to make an appearance in um, Batman eternal. All right. So uh, Batman number 29, was this the best book of the two weeks? Without a doubt for me anyway. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, give us your thoughts, Tim. Yeah. Zero year continues on with another great issue. (laughs) Uh, man, the thing that got me about this issue was the great flashback sequences. The way it starts out with uh, Bruce and uh, his parents, Thomas and Martha, picking him up at the police station because he went out on his own to try to overcome his fear. I like how they referenced that, where ever since he fell into the cave, he's he's been afraid and he was trying to overcome this fear, and he snuck out to see uh, the Mask of Zorro and, because his dad kept recommending saying how awesome it was. I just love how he's, Bruce was like, uh, it was sort of dumb. It was like kind of cheesy. I don't know why you like it so much. <laughs> Thomas thought, what? How can you think that? You uh, know what? We're going to go see it again tonight. And, of course, we all know what that leads to. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying, Dane, about Broken City, where Bruce reflects on this as his fault that his parents died. But um, I just love seeing these moments where how happy they are. It just makes the loss of them such, so much more tragic and the Batman character that much more awesome for what he does. But, oh, so you like that part? But you don't like Mr. Freeze? <laughs> it's a drastic change. This is changes at work. It adds more than replaces and takes away. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, then that's the main thrust of this issue with uh, Batman, where the Riddler is pretty much ex- putting his plan into effect with flooding the city, and Batman and Gordon are on their last ditch effort to try to stop them. And Batman's going after Dr. Death, 
And it was a pretty cool action sequence that we got. And then Gordon's going after the tower where Nick was at. But the thing I liked about it was that they both failed. We're kind of seeing both of them in their first, like, mission failures that they had, or at least Batman, because he failed to stop the machine he was going after, and Gordon failed to stop Enigma. Uh, and another thing that was in this issue was that we kind of got some explanations as to those introductions in the last few issues where we're like, how does this tie into the overall story with those soldiers and that nightclub singer? turns out they were connected to Dr. Death. And he pretty much, the thing that jumped out to me was that the thing with the soldiers was his son. And it was because of Bruce that they fell into that trap and they died because um, they were sent on a mission to try to find Bruce Wayne. And he pretty much resented Bruce Wayne because of that, the Dr. Death did. And that just adds more to Bruce's guilt that he's having in this uh, point in his career because he failed his mission and he's thinking about, oh, I got his son killed. I drove him to become this monster now. And the thing that I probably like most in this issue is the last few pages where Bruce learned that they failed their mission. Gotham City is being flooded, and there's nothing he can do. He just loses it. He just starts smashing his, the machines all around him. He's screaming, and then between panels, we see the murder of his parents. And that very last shot of the issue, it really hit a mark for me where you just see Bruce with a young Bruce Wayne crying with his head turned to you, blood on his face, just screaming out, help. I don't think we ever seen too many stories where when Bruce sees his parents, he says anything. He's usually just silent, but this one, he's screaming for help. And I just thought it was such an effective way to end the issue, and just great artwork by Greg Capullo on that shot. So, yeah, this is another Scott Snyder issue that's going to get a 5 out of 5 Leonardo DiCaprio popsicles. Awesome issue. I loved it. Yeah, this was this was great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, without recapping everything you did, I, I did on everything. So I'm going to point out artwork that I just thought was absolutely stellar. Yeah, um, <laughs> oh my gosh. We'll be here for the next hour, folks. Uh, the one thing I did think was kind of cheesy, funny, but it worked was the giant black bat blimp. Uh, when I liked it, kind of like the, the little nod to, uh, uh, Batman Begins, and yes, it was already black, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to paint it or anything like that. Um, another one that I really liked is the splash page with uh, Batman, you know, judging the distance of the blimp, you know, like I can make it, and doing yeah. that giant leap with the lightning bolt strike. I think that's just that. I would want a poster <laughs> of that. Dark Knight Returns-esque. <laughs> yes, yes, very. Um, and then uh, an image I like is... Uh, when uh, Bruce was talking, uh, uh, Thomas, when he was talking to his uh, son about, you know, well, why didn't you like the movie? And Bruce is kind of dismissive, like, oh, it's just a sword. And then after having seen the movie, uh, the shot of Bruce uh, reenacting, like, Zorro, like, oh, he finally saw what his dad did. You know, he didn't need a, a gun or something like that can do it with a sword. And that's, like, the, the last happy moment that he has with his parents. I think that's just done really well. Then, like you said, the, the final image, uh, the one that really uh, got me even more than the Bruce one is the uh, uh, shot of Martha. Uh, Oh, yeah. You know, probably dead where the blood's dripping from her eyes and stuff like that. And just that, you know, look of Bruce also. So it's fantastic all the way through. Um, I'm also going to give this five out of five uh, 
banana flavored popsicles because I'm eating them all. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio sickles. Uh, do you think this is going to be something that uh, once this whole story wraps up, that years from now people are going to be like zero years going to be like the new definitive origin story that we can finally get away from uh, Frank Miller's or are people still going to kind of go back to Frank Miller like, oh, Scott Snyder's is pretty good, but Frank Miller's is still the best. I think it's heading there. I mean, it all depends on how it wraps up. I mean, you could probably say that one of Scott Snyder's knocks that you have on him where he doesn't quite stick the landing to the end of his arcs. I mean, I personally like the ending for Death of the Family, but Court of Owls, I was a little disappointed on, so we'll yeah. see about this one, but I think it definitely has a chance to. Do you, do you like the story arc going this long, or do you think that the, like the few issues that we've been so-so with, if they would have cut those out, like, like, are they going too long? Um, I haven't actually found myself saying, oh, I wish this was hurried up and in, or I'm sick of zero yet, but I think it could be trimmed because there were a few issues that were just okay and good, not great. So maybe some could have been trimmed, but I really can't complain because I've just been enjoying the majority of it anyway. And I haven't found myself saying, oh, this is dragging on way too long. Cool. I mean, I, I'm not. I was just, That was a question I was just yeah. throwing out there. I've... I've you know, for the cupper, cupper, couple, maybe, I wouldn't even call them clinkers, the little, the little hiccups, yeah. those are still very good issues. So, yeah, I'm looking forward. To, is 30 the final issue, or is it going to 31? No, I don't even remember what the last issue was. It might still be a few more months. Okay. Cool. All right, so that's it. That's it, Rob. You you are officially fired from this podcast, and um, thank it, you for your comments, but no thank you. It um, may it may seem that way for a while. Yeah, but please don't come back. Please, don't yeah. Come back. Uh, just as um, a a last ditch uh, kind of ditch thing, uh, just for listeners, you may hear me. Uh, uh, less frequently than you normally have. Um, I've picked up a gig uh, playing drums for a local rock band, so some of my time as we're recording this, it's like 1 o'clock in the morning. I might be in a bar in a club playing, so as time allows, um, I will be still doing the Bat Fan, so it may be a few episodes here or there, but I'll still be here, I'll still be reading, so I may have to play a lot of catch-up in between episodes, so... Don't be surprised. Don't cry for me, Argentina. I'll still be here in some in some form, but it'll go more of kind of like a guest starring role, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. So, um, but I've had a blast up to this point, um, and can still uh, uh, want to keep doing this, but it'll just be more on when when time allows me to be able to. So I just kind of wanted to throw that out there. I gotta ask you, Rob. First off, congrats on the gig. But you cool. said you mentioned the email that I was a cover band. Right. Yes. So what band or cover band is it going to be for? Well, I, I probably didn't say, like covers. So we're, oh, we're okay. covering covering multiple. Bands. I it's going to be like a specific band, like a tribute band type thing. Yeah, we're going to do, we're going to do a three eleven uh, cover band. Oh, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're doing every song polka style. <laughs> uh, and I did think of you, Tim, on three eleven. I thought. I believe Tim is actually buying a CD today. Yes. I wish or, it was not that downloaded. Concert, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So, uh, yeah, it, we're covering stuff from uh, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Uh, I think with me coming into the band, I'm leaning towards some of the 90s stuff. So, like, oh, that's cool. So um, I'm broadening us into the 90s. But it's it, we're relying more heavily on the 80s and sprinkling 70s and 90s on either side. So yeah, We said 90s was the best decade for Batman. I think 90s is the best decade for music, too, hands down. Yeah. <laughs> So it'll be it'll be cool. God, I have forty some odd songs to uh, learn, and I auditioned uh, about fifteen, and I learned those fifteen in about two days. Awesome. So I should, I should specify uh, awesome for '90s rock music, not all music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, we're gonna do some Britney Spears. <laughs> That's more two thousand. So uh, Bell Biv DeVoe. Um, <laughs> Uh, color me bad. I want to sex you up. You oh, know, that, so. <laughs> wow. Billy Bentley, you're going to throw them in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, uh, yeah, my other uh, podcasting I've been saying before, um, I'll still be doing my Drake podcast, but since I really don't have anybody else, uh, Fridays are my day off, so I record like 8 o'clock in the morning, you know, so when I have uh, guests on that I'll have to go through. So I would like to have the Bat fans on at some point once I get to nightfall. Maybe we'll have like a Bat fans reunion type show, but, you know, I'll be back uh, here or there. So <laughs> maybe in two weeks, if I, we're not playing anywhere, I'll probably be back, and it'll be like, hey, Rob, I thought you said you weren't going to be here for a while. Well, that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so. All right. Well, uh, please do not come back. <laughs> uh, we will not miss you. Oh, right, yeah. Rob, you didn't ask if you wanted you back. <laughs> no, Rob, you you gave your two weeks notice. You're you're done. It's gonna be like that what? Simpsons episode where Holbrook had to get his job and they have to crawl through the small <laughs> way to his office. You know, so it could come crawling you know, back. We talk about Seinfeld all the time. I'm just gonna pull a Costanza and I'll be like, "What? You you believe that? Me firing? <laughs> oh, I was just kidding. Like I'm just gonna come back and act as if nothing happened." Then you get a poison by drink. Uh, yeah. <laughs> drink up. <laughs> Anyways, we will miss you, Rob. I'm lying when I say that, but we will miss you. So, with that said, uh, just uh, just go over to the BatmanUniverse.com or <laughs> the BatmanUniverse.net, um, and. You can check out Facebook at facebook.com slash batmanuniverse and on Twitter and Twitter handles at batmanuniverse. And you follow us on Twitter and our Twitter handles are uh, at timg311. That's for Tim. Hence Tim G and the 311 because Tim is the only person in the world that likes that band. <laughs> yeah, that's impossible when they have their own concert, special concert that day that sells out in seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can follow Rob at I hate Rob ten. <laughs> uh, that's spelled D R U M M E R R O B one zero. That's just pronounced funny. <laughs> no, it's at drummer Rob ten, and you can follow me. I don't know why you would, because I don't really tweet anything. I just follow people and read other people's tweets. Uh, um, so if you want to, you can follow me at, at Dane says banana. So, oh wait. I also forgot to say, you can review us on iTunes as well. And uh, you can review all the other Batman Universe podcasts on um, on iTunes. And uh, if we can pull together some, uh, uh, some money, 
in the million dollar range, I'm sure we can get Dustin on here. But I you were um, say, get that that tenth review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, whoever gets our tenth yeah. review gets a million dollars. Still at nine, huh? Yep. Uh, Jake, seriously, review us. Alex, seriously, man, review us. Jake's reviewed us already. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dang it. Um, Jake, just go to your mom's house, ask her for her um uh her uh her iTunes account and review us just just so we can get our ten. I mean, I know it'll be fake, but Man, we're getting desperate hey. now. <laughs> yeah. Has has Alex reviewed us yet? I don't remember seeing his name on there. Yes, unless he's using a different name. Well, maybe we'll like hold his emails for ransom. Like, I'm sorry, we can't read your email till you review us on iTunes. <laughs> email negotiation crisis. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you can email us at uh, batfanswithoutpants at gmail dot com. I guess we got to change our email too to batfanswithoutpants and socks <laughs> and a fifty two size waist. Yeah, I don't think anyone's gonna want to type that in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can also follow us on Facebook and our Facebook uh, website page. 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 It's page. Yeah. I knew it. See, I know my social media, so don't ever doubt me. Uh, <laughs> I'll just ignore the text you send me sometimes. Hey, what does this mean? What does this do? <laughs> yeah. Shh, Tim, you're not supposed to tell anybody that. <laughs> Oops, I'll, I'll stop uh, my lip. <laughs> you can uh, follow us on Facebook, and our Facebook page is uh, at uh, facebook.com slash batfanspodcast. So with that, Rob, we hate you. We'll never miss you. <laughs> um, no, no. Of course we'll miss you. Rob, if I, were, if I was in your room right now, I'd hug you because you're just a lovable teddy bear. <laughs> my heart. <laughs> and I'll be looking at you like, dude, get off me. Seriously. <laughs> uh, I'll high-five you or slap you in the mouth. I haven't decided which. <laughs> No, we will miss you, Rob. Uh, good luck with your band. Hopefully, you guys get a lot of chicks. Oh, my uh, wife will be very disappointed. Well, maybe, not, maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe, maybe I can help hook up the other band of, members. Yeah, exactly. Or you get a lot of guys uh, that that just love your band and love, you know, uh, um, air supply covers and stuff. <laughs> I want to do a really cheesy song right in the middle of the set where somebody's like, are they playing Air Supply? (laughs) (laughs) You guys, um, you guys have to do a a Seals and Croft or um, like a a Flock of Seagulls song. (laughs) Just like a totally random one that nobody would ever know. Just like a random one. So, so you guys look cool. Like we know this obscure song from Pi. You know. Yeah, I'd like to pull like uh, do what like Seether has did uh, done with uh, what's that George Michael song that they uh, re-recorded, um, "Careless Whisper" or something like that. Where they kind of rocked it out. 
where you're like, oh, I know that cheesy 80s song, but you kind of turn it into something cool. Right, right, right. So, good luck with your band, Rob, and hopefully you guys get a lot of uh, a lot of fans and hopefully a lot of gigs. And uh, don't ever talk to me again. It'll be famous to talk to you after. <laughs> yeah, and then when we come to Hawaii to play, you'll be like, "Hey, Rob. Hey, Rob." I'm like, "Dude, I don't even know you. Security." <laughs> And then when the beating's all over, then you really will be a bat fan without pants. <laughs> and now the beating of, of a Hawaiian native. <laughs> Topu Swing. No. Um, good luck with your band, Rob. I wish you nothing but the best, and I'm sure what Tim wishes you nothing but the best with this new band and and your uh, Robin podcast. So, um Thank you for everything that you've done with this podcast, and hopefully we'll get you back. And um, uh, I'm talking to the listeners now, so it isn't gay. Um, <laughs> we love you. We love every single one of you listeners. We love you so very, very much. So with that, I will say farewell for now. Later. Yeah.